0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Flippin' Back's live episode presented by Taco Bell. We are back down here on the field. Game two of the World Series just wrapped up. What an incredible game. What an incredible atmosphere we had here all day long. The roof was open, by the way. First off, I woke up this morning literally to a tornado warning. My phone went off to a tornado warning. I thought the weather was going to be bad all day, but I thought Hey, great, there's a roof on Minute Maid Park. We're going to be just fine. You know what ended up happening? This was the first playoff game in Houston since 2005 that the roof was open, and it was beautiful to be honest with you. It was absolutely incredible. The crowd was awesome. What a great night. Astros end up winning the game. Big 1-1 series as we head to Atlanta. So let's get into it. Let's go through a a little game recap. And it starts with the first inning. It starts with the top of the first. Jose Urquidy comes out and just punches out the side. One, two, three, strikes them all out. So um, immediately, he's just out there dealing. Jose Arquiti, and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. I talked about how the Astros need to shut down the Braves in that first inning. That's a big key. Shut down the Atlanta Braves and then put up some early runs. So where do we go to now? The bottom of the first. Jose Altuve gets on base, doubles down the line. By the way, Jose Altuve is about to join me. We're going to throw to a – I talked to him post game. We're about to talk to him. Absolutely incredible. Altuve doubles to start the game, ends up getting over to third, and then Alex Bregman comes up. Honestly, Alex Bregman didn't end up with a hit today, but this at-bat was huge. Absolutely huge. He gets down 0-2. He rifles a ball foul down the left field line. He ends up battling and hits a line drive to center, ends up scoring the runner. Runner comes home, 1-0 Astros. So, immediately Astros' score, which I talked about, was going to be a key for them. They have to score early. But then what do you need to do when you score early? You need a shut-down inning. And Jose Urquidy just continued to give the Astros that tonight. He continued to give them shutdown innings. He goes out and strikes out batter number four. The first four outs of this game for Urquidy were all strikeouts. All strikeouts, first four outs of the game. So he's, out, he, he's off and rolling. one nothing game for the Astros. And then next up, Jose uh, Siri comes up. By the way, Jose Siri is the first player in MLB history to be added onto a team in September, and to have an RBI in the World Series. And it happened early in this game. The ball was not crushed. A little swing and bunt to the, to the right side of the infield, and he beats it out. RBI. Look at this energy he brings. Look at this right here. Just bring in the energy. He gets on first. He's safe. He drives in a run, and then he just pumps up the crowd. This place was rolling absolutely rolling you know me I love energy I love fun I love baseball I love players showing emotion and Siri did that tonight when he became the first player to be caught up in September with an RBI in the World Series then comes Michael Brantley RBI single scoring Siri we need to talk about this play a lot going on a lot happened in this play one, it was like the, the Little League circus play where the ball's getting thrown all around the yard. The, the ball's rattling around the backstop. Nobody knows what to do with it. Run ends up scoring. Siri ends up scoring. And he, he, just, bring, he just kept bringing the energy. This whole trip around the bases, he dives in headfirst to home. He gets up and pumps up the crowd. He just brought the juice to the juice box. Jose Siri brought the juice into the juice box tonight here at Minute Maid Park. So they keep scoring. They keep scoring runs. And then Urquidy just kept going out. This is what I was saying. He kept going out and putting up Ks, striking guys out. When a shutdown inning is the most important thing to do after you score runs, he goes out and just kept punching guys out in big situations. What a great outing for Urquidy tonight. Just kept punching out guys. Two strikeouts in the fourth, a strikeout in the fifth. A big play that I want to talk about here, though, is the Ozzy Albies play. Ground ball into the Gurriel ground ball infield. Could be a double play, should be a routine double play. Ozzy Albee's at second base, as we see right here. Went to catch it and get rid of it very quickly and doesn't, doesn't fully catch it. They end up calling him safe at second base. I have a lot to talk about with this play, but I'm not gonna do it right now. We'll get to that in a little while. But this was a pretty big play. Um, and then let's move on to a home run. Another home run by a guest that's about to join us here on the show in a few seconds, Jose Altuve. When this Houston Astros team goes, I think it's because of Jose Altuve. You know, you see it time and time again in the playoffs. He comes up in the first inning, and it truly feels like whenever he does something big, the team goes on to have a big night. That's what happened tonight. He starts off with a double. The team plays well, and then he comes up later in the game and hits an absolute no doubt bomb. I know the roof was off of this place tonight, but the fans still brought it. This was incredible. The crowd was in it from the first pitch. What, what a great night. What an Altuve. The Altuve bomb was awesome to see. That's what that's what Astros postseason baseball is all about. Jose Altuve, who could be one of the one of the best Houston Astros in the history of this organization, hits a bomb. And you know what? I caught up with him post game. Let's talk to him right now. Back in the World Series, you got a crowd in front of you, a perfect crowd. How awesome is it to be back in the playoffs and have these incredible fans back to watch you? You know, like I always say, their number one reason why we played the game, we love playing a front of our fans. You know, they've been supporting us every single year and happy to be back in playoff. playoffs. You start off the game quick tonight, a double. I know that felt great, a bomb later in the game. How quick was it, how important was it for you to start the game quickly and to get runs on the board quick and keep this crowd in it? You know, we know we're playing a really good team, so we lost yesterday. We knew that we have to go ahead and score early in the game. We put some really good at-bats together. Michael Brantley with a fly ball, did fly ball, moved me to third, and then Alex Bregman with a sack fly. I think that was, you know, enough to create some momentum and score more runs later in the game. Keep killing it! Good luck in Atlanta. Thank you. All right, so we're finally First back. off. I need to talk about that for a second. One of the one of the best players in all of baseball, a guy that I've gotten to know over the years. That was a really cool moment for me, and I haven't been able to stop smiling since. Uh, just being here has been has been awesome. You know, I've been here over the years for to to watch my brother pitch. Uh, But to be here now and to do something like that down on the field during the World Series, that was pretty special. Uh, and, And so was he tonight, to be honest with you, that home run. And he talked about getting going early and how important that is. And I talked about that yesterday in my Game 2 preview. I said the Astros need to get going early. This Astros team... It honestly feels like whatever happens in the first inning kind of tells you what's going to happen for the rest of the game. We saw it yesterday. We saw it in game one. The Braves get off to an early start, and the Astros were never able to uh, crawl back into it. It took the crowd out of it. It was kind of over and, and somber in here from the start. But now we get to game two, where I said the Astros will come out quickly, They'll come out fast, and I believe they're going to score runs early. You know, I know it was in the first inning, but I really think the the play of this game, if I can point to one, happened in the first inning. First and second, two outs, or Keady on the mound, who we already saw strike out the side with two outs, and Jorge Soler up at the plate, he punches him out. The momentum immediately gets rolling. I was sitting in the stands behind home plate. The place was rolling, the place was jumping, and then they end up scoring. So they do get going early, just like I said they need to do and that they would do, and then they didn't look back. The energy was able to stay in this place. It was awesome. The atmosphere was incredible. But that first inning for this Astros team, look for that going forward. Honestly, you look back in the playoffs, and that first inning is such a key for them. We saw it in the ALCS. The Red Sox would hit a grand slam in the first inning, up, uh, and the Astros' offense kind of shuts down a little bit. But it seems like when that pitcher can get out of the first inning that the offense builds on that. The offense feeds on that first inning. We saw it here tonight. They score early, and then the offense was able to pile on. That was awesome to see. But that early start, look for that going forward. Let's throw to some fan questions, by the way. First up, we have Matt. Can anyone beat this Astros team when they get hot early? as we're just talking about. No. That's why I said yesterday this Astros team has to get going early. So I, I don't think they're beatable if they get going early. I really don't. Once these bats get going, then the pitching the pitching follows. These t- This team, the Astros team feeds off of each other. The pitching comes out in the first inning. Then the hitting shows up. And we see it on the road. That's why this Astros team is so good on the road. If you get a run in the first inning, then the pitchers feed off of it. They truly feed off of each other. So when the offense is rolling early, like you asked, I I don't believe they are beatable. So thank you for that question. Let's hit another one. Who is the most important bat in the Astros lineup? William, thank you for that question. You know, this is a good question, and and I'm going to go with Jose Altuve for a couple reasons, Not, not that because he's now a friend of the pod. Um, and and that he just joined me. That's not at all the reason. The reason is because he's the catalyst of this team. He's the guy that when he starts going early, the rest of the team follows. Jose Altuve is one of the best players in Astros history, one of the best postseason players in history, and he's leading off for this Astros team. Obviously, the whole lineup is good. This is so hard to choose from. You got a guy in the 7-hole that that won the batting title in the American League. You got a guy in the 6-hole, friend of the pod, Kyle Tucker, that's going to get MVP votes. The lineup is so deep. But I'm going to go with Jose Altuve just because of the catalyst and how much he means to this team. He means so much to this team. Uh, So good question there. I'm going to take Jose Altuve. But let's go into my player of the game tonight. Astros win game two. Big victory for them. To now go back to Atlanta or to Atlanta in a 1 1 series split. My player of the game is Jose Urquidy He punched out seven guys, as we talked about. And I just mentioned, by the way, that first inning. I think the play of the game happened in that first inning. Who says the play of the game can't happen in the first? Not me. I'm certainly not saying that. That punch out got the crowd into it, it got him out of it without a run. I know I've talked a lot about how important that first inning is, but if if Jorge Soler gets a hit there, who's one of, one of the hot guys for the Braves, starts off the game with a homer yesterday, this game changes, in my opinion. He gets out of it. The crowd's rolling. He punched out three guys in that inning. The first four outs of the game for him were strikeouts, and he ends up striking out seven. But what's important to me and really important in the game that doesn't show up in the box score and that not a lot of people will, will talk about because you don't see it is what's called a shutdown inning. And you hear it all the time. I played this game for a long time. I was in a lot of baseball dugouts. When a team scores runs, you hear it from everybody. You hear it from the coaches. Hey, shut down inning right here. Shut down inning right here. We need it from you. When the team scores a run, it is so important to go back out there that next inning and not give up a run. And Jose Arquiti was great at that tonight, punched out seven, and he is my player of the game for the Astros tonight. Let's get some questions on this one. Who's up first. We have Greg. Can the Astros starters continue to give them five-plus innings? Whew. Look, this was a key to, key to the series for me, uh, and we talked about this in the World Series preview that I did. What can you get from the Astros pitching? What can you get from these starters? Can you get what you got tonight from Urquidy, or are they going to get what you got from Ravaldes from in game one? You don't really know with this team. It's kind of, it's kind of hit or miss this team doesn't have – The Justin Verlanders, the Garrett Coles. They don't have those guys that you know what you're going to get. So a lot of this team depends on what you get from these starters. So can you count on them to go five-plus innings? No. I don't think you can. But we're going to need it. You're going to need it. This Braves team is really good. So, honestly, look for this going forward. If the Astros starters go five-plus innings, I think they win that game. If the Astros starter throws less than five innings, I think the Braves win that game. We'll see going forward. My predictions have been hot. Let's see if that one's come comes hot. Let's see if we got another question here. What is next? This one comes from Michael. Who is the number one on this Astros rotation now? (laughs) That's a great question. You know, I, I honestly thought coming into this series, I would have told you that it's Fromber because of what he did in the ALCS. You know what? I'm still gonna take him. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take Frommer Valdez. I know he didn't have a great game one start, but we saw that in the ALCS. He didn't have a great first start, but what did he do? He bounced back. He gave this team a must-win um, a must win game. In, in a must-win game, he gave them a fantastic start. So you know what? I'm going to say Fromber is the number one on this team right now, obviously with Lance McCullers being out. I'm going to take Fromber, Um and, and look for him. In the coming game that he starts, I don't know what game it's going to be. I think it largely depends on what happens the first two games in in Atlanta. But he's still the guy. So I think his next start, he's going to come out and dominate, and his sinker's going to be breaking bats, and his curveball's going to be punching guys out. He's a stud. And when he executes, his stuff is as good as anybody's. So I'm uh, I'm going to take Fromber as the number one starter in this rotation. But this Astros team is more than just the rotation. This Astros team in the postseason, honestly, has been saved by this bullpen. And I want to talk about this Houston Astros bullpen because you even look back to what they did in the ALCS, they get them through it. But, but tonight, game two, right here behind me, we saw how dominant they were. They come in after Urkiti, who had a great start, and they throw four innings with no runs. This Astros bullpen wasn't supposed to be a bright spot, but we've seen them time and time again save them. The ALCS, they save this this Astros team they didn't give up a, they didn't give up a run after game you know starting in game 4 the Astros bullpen didn't give up a run so this Astros bullpen that's not talked about much continues to be so clutch honestly hats off to to the Astros for the the moves they made at the trade deadline they weren't talked about much they weren't the sexiest moves in the world if you will but they're working right now this Astros team is rolling and it's in big part because of those moves Kendall Graveman getting it done in the bullpen. Yimmy Garcia getting it done in the bullpen. So hats off to the Astros bullpen for everything they've done up to this point. But specifically tonight, a big reason they win this game too. Four innings of shutout ball. So hats off to the Astros bullpen. Let's see if we have a fan question. I believe we do. Yes, this one comes from Rusty. Is Kendall Graveman the new closer? Great question. I was wondering the same thing. We saw Presley come in and throw the eighth. And then Kendall Graveman coming in the ninth. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so because we look at the last save situation the Astros have had. This wasn't a save situation tonight. So they used Presley in the eighth. When the last save situation they have had, they used Ryan Presley. So I don't think this is calls for is there a is there a closer controversy? No. I don't think there's a closer controversy. To be honest with you, this just wasn't a a, a close game. So I think honestly. What I think they could have done is thrown Kendall Graveman in the ninth as kind of, hey, get used to this. We might need you in the ninth inning. So is he the new closer? No, I don't think so. But is Ryan Presley available at all times? No. So maybe they're going to need Kendall Graveman in the ninth inning at some point. And you know he's a good pitcher, so you have no worries throwing him out there in, in the ninth inning by any means. So maybe that was a move by Dusty Baker tonight saying, hey, Kendall, or whatever he calls him, you never know. Kendall, Graveman, Gravedog, who knows? I don't know. But maybe he was saying, hey, we're going to need you in the ninth inning. And we saw it tonight. He threw a great ninth inning. So, great question. Uh, one thing I found interesting tonight, though, let's shift on over to the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves win game one, and we talked about it here yesterday. Jorge Soler became the first player ever to hit a home run, the first at bat of the World Series. Leading off Hits a bomb, starts the World Series. He's now forever etched in history. So what do they do tonight? Well, they changed up the lineup. He wasn't batting leadoff. I found that to be a little weird. Um, obviously, he's not the prototypical leadoff hitter. But when it works, it works. Why, why change it up? That's what we've seen. Let's, let's look at Kyle Schwerber, for instance, with the Red Sox. Is he your typical leadoff hitter? No. Actually, quite the contrary. But when he does something well in that spot, you don't mess with success. The Braves had success yesterday, and then they changed it up today. I found that to be a little weird. Look, Jorge Soler is, is not the biggest contact hitter in the world, but he's, he, he scares everybody in the ballpark. When he comes up in that spot in the first inning, everybody's scared. Every time he hits the ball, you feel like it's going out of the yard. Look, I was up on that train I was up on the train that sits behind me during the game a little while uh, pregame and was actually up there when Jorge Soler was hitting. I felt like I was 500 feet away, and I felt like I was getting peppered with baseballs from Jorge Soler. It was incredible. This guy puts on a performance. If you can ever get to a stadium early and watch Jorge Soler take BP, please do it. It is special. So I'm a little surprised they shifted up the lineup today. I, I, I wonder what they're going to do in game three. Um, they really did shift it up. Eddie Rosario ended up leading off. So, I, look, I like the lineup. It's more of a traditional lineup, but it didn't work. It worked in game one the other way. Why switch it up? Let's see if we have a question here, and we do. This one comes from Allen. Will the Braves can turn it around in their hometown Atlanta ever since their last World Series game back in 1999. Okay, so can the Braves turn it around in Atlanta? Look, one thing I want to make very clear is that your goal as the away team to start a series is to win one. That's your goal. So one, I don't think we're saying, can the Braves turn it around? Obviously, I know they lost game two, but can they turn it around? Well, this was their goal. Your goal is to win one, and now they're going home. Now they have the momentum. They get to go to Atlanta, and Atlanta gets to experience a a World Series game for the first time since 1999. You know that place is going to be awesome. So do I think they need to turn it around? No. I think they're in a really good spot. And I think now everybody gets to pack up here. Everybody here is gone. Now this whole team, now this shifts to Atlanta, where I'm super excited to be. I'm really excited to get to Atlanta and see what that atmosphere is gonna like look like. We've all seen it. When they make a pitching change, and and if you haven't seen it, get ready. It's coming and this is one of the coolest things I think that, that teams do during a game. The Braves, when there is a pitching change made for the other team, for the opposing team, all the lights go out in the stadium. All of them. It's almost like pitch black. I don't even know how the pitcher finds the mound. That's a great question. I would love to ask somebody. But they end up finding it, all the lights are off, and everybody in the stands pulls out their cell phone and their light, and they do the, the tomahawk chop with their cell phone lights on. It's really, really cool. So I'm excited to, I'm excited to get there. I'm going to be there tomorrow. I get there tomorrow, and then game three starts on Friday. It's going to be awesome to see. But sticking along with the Braves, by the way, thank you for that question, Alan. Along with the Braves is a play that I hit on earlier that I said I had a lot to play with. Ozzie Albi's, ground ball, routine double play. They do not turn it because the ball pops out of his glove. Alright. Where do I begin with this? I'm very passionate about this. That that to be honest, that was an out. Let's start there. That play is an out. He's a major league infielder. He's trying to turn the double play as fast as humanly possible. The ball goes in his glove. He's clearly trying to turn it, and it pops out. He didn't clank it. It didn't, like, hit off the edge of his glove. It went in his glove, and he was trying to turn it. They call him safe, and then they go to review, which I found a little strange. Like, this is a judgment call. So you're telling me the umpire that made the judgment call that he was safe is going to then go to review, <laughs> And look at the same play, and have to make that same judgment call, and he's going to change it. No, uh, I don't blame. I, you know, I don't blame anybody here. It's a judgment call. It, it's just a weird play. But look, I've been on a baseball field a million times and seen this happen a million times, and this never gets called safe. I know. I you know I tweeted about this, and I, I think largely people agree with this. But a lot of people were saying. Well, his hand never touched the ball. His hand never touched it. Look, thankfully, I don't think this played a factor in tonight's game. At that point, um, the Astros already had a lead. The Braves never ended up scoring. But this was an important play in the game because, one, it was just uh, well talked about. But I I, I disagree with the way it was called. I know it's a judgment call, but this happens a million times on the field. He's a pro athlete. If he wanted to catch the baseball straight up and just lunge and catch it, he would a hundred percent of the time. So I, I think, in my opinion, and and I can't say he's wrong because it's a judgment call. But in my opinion, you have to just err on the side of look. This is this is one of the best defenders in the world. Clearly, he's going to catch it. But clearly, this happened on the transfer where where things got a little a little hairy and he, and he couldn't get the ball out and then it falls out. But I, I thought the I thought the wrong call was made here, and a lot of you guys had a lot of questions about this. Let's let's check out a, a fan question here from this play. This comes from Ahan. Why can't MLB calls call right calls right even after review? There we go. What's the point of having video replay if you're not going to look at the play? Well, <laughs> that's a great point. The answer to this one is that it's a judgment call. And by and large, I've talked about this before. I think there needs to be a shift in the way replay happens. Um, And I feel like I could do a whole episode on this. It's not the time for a World Series live post game show presented by Taco Bell while I'm on the field. So I'm not going to get totally into replay, but I'm with you. But this one was a judgment call. So I, I don't really know why they went to replay here. I think this is something where Dusty Baker should come out and say, hey, This was on the transfer, and then they all get together and make a decision. Replay's not going to show you anything different. We all saw it. I saw it in the stands. He certainly saw it right there. He saw what happened. Why are you going to replay? I don't know. Um, But but they did anyway. They did anyway, and then it ends up getting called safe. And, you know, what happened happened. I don't think it affected the game, which is the best-case scenario, by the way. But a big talking point. Wanted to hit on it. I'm pretty passionate about this. Uh, He's a pro. He can catch the ball. He should have been out. But let's move on and talk again about my friend, Jose Altuve. What a game tonight. He hits a bomb, which we talked about earlier. But one, this this is a really cool stat. Jose Altuve is now the second most, has now hit the second most home runs in MLB postseason history. He's tied with Bernie Williams friend of the pod how cool is that the two guys that are tied for second in mlb postseason home runs have come on the show <laughs> leading the way is manny ramirez who hey manny i'd love to have you um but pretty cool jose altuve is is one of the best players and one of the best second basemen that this game has ever seen period end of story and when you start talking about postseason he's one of the best postseason players that we have ever seen We saw it here tonight, his 22nd bomb in the postseason. What what a career this guy is having, what a postseason he's having, 22 bombs, he's won an MVP, he's won three batting titles, which prior to this year had never happened in Astros. No other Astro has won a batting title, Jose Altuve has three of them. The legacy just continues to grow for this guy, he is an icon here in Houston. He is a special, special player. The story of how he comes up and comes into the league and takes over the league by storm. He wasn't wanted in this league because he's so short. Nobody wanted him. And now look at him. Look at him on the biggest stage in the world, hitting bombs, winning the Astros games. Like I said, he's the catalyst of this team. What a game tonight. What a postseason career. 22 postseason home runs now tied for second. Let's hit a question on this as well. This one comes from Antonio. After tying the home run postseason record, is Altuve the GOAT Astro now, or does he need another accolade, like a World Series MVP, or another batting title? Great question. Um, first off, he, he t- he's now tied for second. We'll clarify that. Um, is he the GOAT Astro? I, I think of two guys, and, and I don't want this to seem like um, – like a cop-out answer I, th- I think of two guys I don't want to be in the moment but Altuve is certainly one of them and that's not because of what he did here tonight that's not because he he joined me here on this show it's because you look at his accolades and he is one of the best to ever do it in the regular season his accolades are insane an MVP award three batting titles in the postseason now tied for second all-time in home runs but another guy I look at is Jeff Bagwell The career he had, 449 home runs, multiple silver sluggers, a gold glove. Those are the two guys I look at. Jose Altuve is certainly one of the greatest Astros of all time, if not the greatest, and I also put him right there with Jeff Bagwell. So thank you for that question. Let's move on to the World Series MVP. And who is it? World Series MVP so far. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here after Game 2 and give you – the World Series MVP because I don't know that but I do know to this point who has been the World Series MVP through two games and it's that guy I was just talking about Jose Altuve one of the greatest Astros of all time so through two games a lot has happened to recap there are a couple players I could have picked I almost went Ozzy Albis because he won everybody free tacos and I actually got my free I'm gonna get my free taco for sure but he won everybody free tacos I got tacos last night. I literally ate Taco Bell last night. It was incredible. But Ozzy Alves is going to win everybody Taco Bell. So he's up there. Jose Altuve for sure. Jorge Soler for what he did, leading off game one with a homer. But, yeah, for what I talked about earlier, it is Jose Altuve because he's the catalyst of this team. When the Houston Astro, when Jose Altuve goes, the Houston Astros follow. Period. That's why I think they won this game tonight, because he started off the game. He made an emphasis early on in this game, a leadoff double. He got the crowd into it immediately. This place knows what happens when Altuve's hitting. He had been struggling in this postseason. This was a breakout game in the postseason for him, and now in the World Series, he's doing it on the biggest stage. He broke out. The crowd knew. The crowd knew what was happening. The crowd knows when he goes that the Astros go. So, I'm going to take, to this point, 1-1 series now. Jose Altuve is my, thus far, World Series MVP, if you will. Let's, talk, uh, let's throw it to a fan question right here. This one comes from Sammy P. Who is the Dark Horse World Series MVP? I'm going to take the Dark Horse World Series MVP. So, I'm going to think of my prediction... Which thus far is Astros in six. I've said the Astros are going to win in six. So let me think of a Dark Horse World Series MVP for that. I'm going to take. I'm going to take friend of the pod, Kyle Tucker. I don't think when you think of this Astros team, you think Kyle Tucker. I think you think about the four infielders, the guys that have played in more postseason games as four teammates than anyone in postseason history, in the history of this game. Altuve, Bregman, Correa, and Gurriel. That's who you think about. But I want to talk about Kyle Tucker and what he means to this team. Having a guy like that in the sixth hole of a lineup, a guy that's going to get MVP votes that you're able to plug in the sixth hole, and we've already seen it. He has a hit in every game of this World Series so far. I absolutely think he's going to hit a bomb. Why? Because he came on the podcast, and the the podcast luck, the Flippin' Bats pod luck, I'm not kidding you, is no joke. We've seen it from him all season. He came on the show, and he does great after. He had a phenomenal season. But I think he's going to do something big in this World Series. He's already playing well. So a dark horse MVP for the World Series candidate, I'm going to take Kyle Tucker. But another guy I caught up with, speaking of friend of the pod, I caught up with this guy after the game, Brett Phillips. So let's throw it to the Brett Phillips interview. We're here with friend of the pod, my man, Brett Phillips, who's here in town for what, you flew
1: in today? Flew in today. MLB called me and said, hey, uh, we want you to be out there, you know, doing what you do best. And I was like, what's that? And they're like, talking. So (laughs) here
0: I am doing what I do best. (laughs) That's awesome. So you guys – we're part of the postseason. Um, talk a little bit about the postseason, playing in the postseason, how awesome the atmosphere was, being able to play in crowds. This like We get to experience this tonight. This Houston crowd was awesome. You guys had some awesome crowds to playing. How awesome was that being back in front of that? Yeah, you know,
1: playing in the World Series last year, it was great, but we didn't have full capacity. It wasn't like Houston tonight. What an unbelievable crowd. This is my first time experiencing a crowd like this. So uh, shout out to the Houston fans. I know Atlanta fans. <laughs> are gonna bring it as well but just so cool um you know this is a second best thing for me if i couldn't be playing in the world series i'm here interviewing my my brothers you know from both teams so you know it's just been a great experience so far and i have i'm not rooting for anyone in particular i just want to see good baseball as i know you do
0: interviewing your brothers and getting interviewed by one of them Dude, so you're going to Atlanta as well, which I'm pumped to go to. We gotta do the, we gotta do the, the chop,
1: the chop in between innings. I think I'll find myself doing it.
0: We're we're gonna find ourselves together
1: with our cell phone I, lights. Yeah, you know, I'm all about engulfing myself in their culture, in their traditions you know around i'm I'm a fan right now did you get into deep in the heart of texas tonight yeah Yeah, i was (laughs) you should have seen me out there but no it's been great man this is what baseball is all about atmospheres like this fans like these the world series that's baseball that's why we play the game so this is really cool to 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 watch would you say that baseball is fun
0: hey baseball is fun (laughs) That's my man. So I gotta get a, You got a shirt for me at some point. The shirt is coming. Baseball is fun. My man, Brett Phillips, is coming with me to Atlanta. Thanks for joining me. By the way, he says he participated in the World Series. This is World Series hero, Brett Phillips. Thanks for joining me, man. One for one, baby. <laughs> I love that guy. Brett Phillips came on the show earlier in the year. But truly, Brett Phillips embodies what this show is all about. Baseball is fun. It's meant to be that way. The name of the show is Flipping Bats. I love talking about bat flips. I love talking about energy. I love talking about the game being fun. He makes the game fun. He started. Baseball is fun. He has that apparel. He's giving me one of those shirts. Brett Phillips makes this game fun. He's become a. He's become a good friend of mine. I knew he was coming in town. He wanted to come on the show. You see it every time you talk to him. His energy is there. This. This is exactly what baseball needs. His guys like Brett Phillips. He's incredible. It was awesome catching up with him. And I look forward to catching up with him again in Atlanta, by the way. So look out for that. You know what's also fun? Fan questions. I love them. You love them. We all love them. So let's get to them. Let's check out the first fan question that we have. This one comes from Nate. How do you think Atlanta will go about their Morton starts? Smiley? Pin game? Well, I don't know if it's going to be Smiley anymore. He got a little roughed up tonight. So, honestly, aside from him not having a great outing, I know you can you can bounce back and have a good outing, but he threw a lot of pitches. He got a little roughed up. So, I don't look for it to be smiley, and that's a good question. What do the Braves do to make up for Morton going down? Where Where do they go? They're going to go to their bullpen, but that's why after game one I talked about how important it was for the Astros to see them, to get into that bullpen, because now they've seen them a lot. So when Morton's turn in the rotation comes around, you're going to go to your bullpen. You're going to have a bullpen game. And they're probably going to have to do that a couple more times in this series. That's going to be a struggle. This Braves bullpen is really good. But are they they that good? Where, Where this good, great Houston Astros offense, after they see you a few times, can continue to shut them down? I really don't think so. So I'm worried about what that Charlie Morton injury does to this team. I said it yesterday. The Charlie Morton injury really worries me if I'm the Braves. Um, so so great question. Let's hit another one. This one comes from BCH Girl. Please explain the pearls to me. He never wore them when playing for the Dodgers. Great question. So we're talking about Jock Peterson here. Jocktober, he's taken October by storm because, one, he's hitting a bunch of bombs, but, two, he's rocking pearls. A real pearl necklace, by the way. He's wearing it during games and he's hitting bombs with it. So here's how I will best explain it. One, the guy is fun. He just breathes fun and electricity. He brought so much fun to this Braves team. You just watch them, you can see how fun, how much fun they're having. And he starts all that. It starts with him, to be honest with you. And the pearls are part of it. And I guarantee you this is how it started. He got these, he wore them in a game, and he did well. And all baseball players are the same. If you do something and it goes well, you're gonna continue to do it. We see it with look, Jock Peterson as well. He's been swinging Anthony Rizzo's bats all postseason because he's hitting well. The pearl necklace is the exact same thing. He put it on. It's fun to do it. He played well. Keep it rolling. When it's going, it's going. And, and they're in the World Series, so it's been it's been going. Great question. Let's let's hit another one. This one comes from Andrea. What is the game reliever strategy for the Astros on game three? Now that McCullers is off the field due to his injury. Good question. The game reliever strategy for the Astros. One, like I said earlier, I think we can look at if the Astros starters go five plus innings, I think they win the game. If they don't, I don't think they win. And that's because of what do you do with this bullpen? you know they've been throwing really well but you don't want to you don't want to have to continue to count on them so what the astros need in game 3 is a big start a big start from Luis Garcia and and we don't know what we're going to get from him on one he's never pitched in the world series and his home road splits are a little suspect so we we don't know but what i can answer your question with is they need the starters to go 5 plus innings they need to that's how you make up for McCullers being down That right there. You have your starters, the guys that are supposed to go into the game deep. You need them to go deep into the game. Great question. Let's hit another one. This one comes from Barrett. Do you think Luis Garcia will rise to the occasion in this first World Series game despite having better home game stats? That's a great question. We saw what he did in his last outing, and that came at home, as we've talked about, those home road splits. That came at home. But he talked a lot about post-game, the adrenaline, and how that did things for him that he's never been able to do. He was throwing his five hardest pitches of his career happened in that last game in the ALCS because he was so juiced up. So now we're in the World Series, and he's about to pitch on the road. That adrenaline's going to be there, and I truly think he found something in that ALCS final game. Obviously he was throwing harder, but his stuff looked great. The Red Sox were swinging at every slider he threw in the dirt. Something was working for him, and he talked about some changes he made on top of the adrenaline. I look for Luis Garcia to go into Atlanta, on the road, into a hostile environment, and have that adrenaline pumping and to throw really well. That's what I look for. I think he gets into the – I think he throws five-plus innings, and I think he he throws well. So let's hit another question. This one comes from Tyler. Can I get a Game 3 prediction? Tyler – Yes, you can. And that that question kind of leads perfectly into it. Luis Garcia is going to be on the mound, and I do think he throws well. I think he throws five-plus innings on the road. I think he's juiced up. I think that adrenaline helps him. And like I said, my prediction for the rest of this series, if Astros starters go five-plus innings, they win the game. So I'm going to take the Astros to win game three on the road because I think Luis Garcia gives them a big start, but also a big key to this series, and we're about to see it. Now that the series shifts to Atlanta, we're about to see one of my biggest keys was that the Astros' experience, you you can't beat it. You can't match it. They love going on the road. The Astros have become and owned into being the villain of this league. They're going to go into Atlanta, and they're going to get booed, and it's going to be loud, and it's going to be hostile. They love that. They feed on that. I think they go in there in Game One and take care of business. So I'm going to take the Astros to go up two to one in this series. So thank you for that question as well. I love fan questions. Fan questions are my favorite part of this show. This show is a lot of fun. Look at (laughs) speaking of social media. Look at this tweet. This is cool. I wish you could see the big cheesy smile on my face. Me talking to Jose Altuve. Big night for the Astros. Big night for Ben Verlander. Big night for Flippin' Bats Pod. On to Atlanta. This has been incredible. This has been absolutely incredible. The series is now off to Atlanta, so that means Flippin' Bats is off to Atlanta as well. What an awesome game, too. The energy in this place was electric. I am so excited you guys joined me and got your questions in. This is awesome. You know what? Let's do it in Atlanta. Thank you all for joining me. This has been presented by Taco Bell, and I will see everybody in Atlanta.